This week on the Tech Night Out Live, we'll be featuring Bob Dr. Mac Levitis, and a little bit later we'll hear from Josh Centers in an encore appearance. He's the managing editor of Tidbits. It's going to be an exciting show because we're doing it in the Skype for Mac preview on the Tech Night Out Live. So, Bob, you and I are crazy people because we volunteer to test things. I have a 2010 MacBook Pro, and it's running Mac OS High Sierra. It didn't even smoke that. It's just, you know, what it's doing. And then I have an iPhone here, and it's running iOS 11. But that's in pretty good shape. It's in the latter stages of beta. And then... How do you know that, by the way? It's in the latter stages of beta. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about iOS 11. First of all, they have to send it the code to the carriers. This is normal. If they send the code to the carriers, they need to do that like a couple of weeks before the phone is, comes out, the next group of iPhones, which will come out in late September. Traditionally, the final or almost final release comes in the latter part of August. So I'm oh, assuming okay. next okay. week or the that's week all thereafter. Your, that's all you're all your, all your basing that assumption on is history. And in that case, I get why you said it, but we don't know that. We don't know that this beta is almost cooked. It might be. It probably is. It's certainly, uh, you know, stable enough to to use on. Uh, all right. I wrote a column last week and said, don't put the beta on your only device, particularly iOS devices. But really, unless you have a spare device for screwing around with, you don't want any ugly surprises that are going to take you all day to recover from. And if you've only got one device, you could spend all day trying to figure out how to go back to the old OS on that device. So I just wrote this whole column, both for the, the Houston Chronicle and a, a, a longer, rantier one for the Mac Observer, uh, trying to keep people from installing the beta on their only machine of, the, of its type. You know, Don't put it on your iPhone that you rely upon for your daily telephone calls and text messages. You might be really sorry. Probably not, but you know, I, I'm of the opinion it would be irresponsible for me to advise people you know, reading my column in a newspaper of anything other than don't put it on your only machine, don't put it on the only device. You'll be sorry. And of course, every year when I do this and rant and rant and rant, it's not long before someone sends me an email and says, I'm sorry, I didn't do what you said. Now what? I want to go back to iOS 10. But you can. Well, yeah, you can, but you have to have a good backup. If you don't have a good backup, then you're going to go back and have an empty iPhone. And that's the thing is, you know, you really, you better be very, I said in the column, you better be very confident that your backup is good. 
And that's the other thing is people don't test their backups. They back up. And, and like my wife said the other day, yeah, I back up. I have that time machine thing going. And I looked, the menu icon's blinking, and it says last backup was in 2016. I said, you know, you, you think you're backing up, don't you? <laughs> well, you see that blinking thing? That's telling you that you're not. You haven't had a backup in nine months now or seven months. And so I, I think people, you know, sometimes have a false sense of security when they see that little thing. Your iPhone was backed up or backing up your iPhone when you connect it to iTunes or something. I don't know. You better be darn confident that when you restore, everything will be the way you want it to be. Not only that, when you install a new operating system, it's like doing brain surgery on a, on a, a patient that's awake. <laughs> It's a, a very touchy thing. And, and with all the apps that you use every day, there's a chance that one of them that you rely on or, you know, use regularly is going to have a problem under the beta. And it may not have it when it ships, but if you're beta testing, that's kind of the object of it is to find out what doesn't work. So unless you're willing to do that with your only Mac or your only iPhone, or your only iPad, don't do that. Now, I go by the logic that I have one or more current backups of my iPhone. I go by the logic that if things don't work out, I can sit here for, I don't know how long it takes to restore it, maybe a half hour or so. And that's what I go by. Now, I did try the first public beta because I figured mm -hmm. by the time it gets to public beta, it's a wee bit more stable. And that one was flaky beyond belief. So, of course, I restored my iPhone. I then okay. waited a couple of releases and said, okay, let's just see how it's doing. And I tried it. It's done pretty well. But you're a pro. Let me ask you this. Is there anything on your iPhone that if the backup failed and you had to just start over with iOS 10, if you had to go back to, of course, your media isn't involved. You're, you, you can re-import your media because it's in iCloud or iTunes or somewhere. But all the other stuff, all your text messages and your voicemails and all that stuff that might be in a backup, including your health data, would you be heartbroken if you couldn't restore all that? I don't really have that kind of data on my iPhone. And maybe that okay, makes see? me strange. Anything that's, that's, that I have no, no, here, no, not excuse strange. me, anything that I have here, like email, my email is all IMAP. It's on the server. So it lives on the server. Right. Right. So I can recover that easily. That's not a problem. In terms pictures? of anything else, in terms of apps, probably half the apps I can dispense with. Other apps that I use, and I use the apps from Uber and Lyft for obvious reasons, mm -hmm. I just reinstall them. It's right. not a problem. So anything okay. there in terms of my address book, again, it's in the cloud. I don't have to okay. worry about that. So for me, I could start from scratch, and maybe it would take an hour or two to restore all my apps. But that's it. I'd be in pretty decent shape. So anyway... In my case, I will not have a problem, a serious problem, if I have to start over. I know That's that going in, but I the think average. the issue is here, which you make a very good point about, is that don't do this unless you know going in that you're protected. And if you're not sure, just don't do it. If you have an old iPhone that's compatible, you know, maybe another member of the family doesn't use it very often, and they're okay with having things get trashed, give it yeah. a try. Yeah, make your wife do it. That's right. Make your wife do the beta. 
You know what? My wife rarely uses her iPhone. The problem is she has an iPhone 5C, which no longer can be updated to a new operating system. iOS 10 is it. The oldest iPhone is the iPhone 5S. Because the 5C, huh. remember, is just a 5 in a plastic case. Not supported. Oh, I, you know what? I didn't even think about that. I have a 5C that sits, that's the backup backup in case somebody's phone breaks. But I didn't try to upgrade it. I guess I can't then. Interesting. Okay. There you go. You can't do it. No. because I said, I wonder how much Gazelle will give me for that or Amazon. I think if iPhone fi- an iPhone 5... You're talking over me. I think an iPhone 5 is, what, $35, $40? Well, I'll keep it then. You know, here's the work. thing. It's still twice as much as you get for an Android phone. <laughs> Yeah, but it's worth twice that to just keep it as a spare in case one of my kids drops the phone in the toilet again or something. Again? Uh, we've had a couple of uh, of of phone in the well, one in the in the toilet, I think, and one in the washing machine. Yeah. Let me ask you a personal question here, and you don't yes, have sir. to answer. Okay? How old are your kids now? They are, uh, tw- my son was 25 last week, and my daughter's 28. Okay. I'm not responsible for their phones anymore. Okay, so this is when they were, shall we say, in their yeah, late when teens. They were, when they were in their more when destructive, they were, oh. when they were at, at their most destructive. We got more to come yes. with Bob Levitas, and we're chatting about betas. Okay, no alphas, just betas. Two alpha males talking about betas. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. 
documentation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper, article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. You want to save money in a place that gives you growth, control, and certainty without stock market risk or tax risk, and you want guarantees and you want it all tax-free. That's a tall order. But you can get all of that with properly designed participating whole life insurance. Most people think life insurance pays after you're dead. That's true. But you can have tax-free access to use your life insurance while you're alive. Get the free book to find out how. Call 702-660-7000. Heart disease is on the rise. Clogged arteries, high blood pressure, and high cholesterol levels may not be fully detected by you, but the symptoms are there. Loss of energy, blood sugar spikes and drops, poor circulation, and irregular heartbeat are just a few of these that can alert you that something is wrong. Hear how heart and body extract is making a difference in thousands of people's lives across America. My blood pressure has normalized. My diabetes has totally improved. Everyone is telling me now how much healthier I look, and I'm telling everyone how much healthy I feel. I recommend heart and body extract to everyone. Anybody over 40 in the North American continent should be using this product as a preventative to keep their cardiovascular system healthy. Order your two-month supply today by calling 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. Or order online, hbextract.com. Heart and body extract, 866-295-5305. Or hbextract.com. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. Now, of course, the secret is probably out because it happens every year. You and sometimes your cohort, Ed Begg from USA Today, are writing books for Dummies books on different Apple products. I assume you're doing an iOS for Dummies book. Is that correct, sir? Two of them, one for the iPhone, one for the iPad. Yeah. Okay, so with iOS 11, and we're assuming now that we're in a fairly late beta kind of stage. What do you think is the best stuff for it? First of all, I think uh, if you're an iPad user, it's a lot. It's a lot sweeter. There's a lot of cool, cool stuff that's for the iPad, pretty much only. 
if you're an iPad user, I think iOS 11 may be the coolest uh, upgrade for you in a long time. For iPhone, it's it's probably the camera and photos and and uh, AR stuff. But the AR stuff is kind of iffy because none of it exists yet. It's like there's a there's a framework for it. Apple's got you know a, a lot of um, underpinnings. But we don't really know how it's going to turn out because there are really no apps other than maybe Pokemon Go. <laughs> and that's not really using Apple's new, uh, what do they call it? Arkit. It looks like an arc with an it at the end. Arkit. Remember, this is a family radio show. We should be careful about talking about underpinnings. <laughs> yes. Okay. Now, the thing about the iPad here is multitasking has been very much shall we say, overhauled. Is that correct? Well, it depends on which iPad you have, I think. I've only installed it on one so far, and it, it kind of depends because I think some of the multitasking uh, functionality depends on which version of the iPad you're running it on. So I'm not, I'm not sure. You know, I have to go through and, I guess, either find other iPads to try it on or look for anecdotal you know, because I'm just not sure what it's like on on non-pro iPads, for example, because I've installed it on the iPad Pro. Well, I have a somewhat older iPad here. My wife has an iPad Air 2, and I haven't run the beta on there mostly because I don't want to bother her with it. I don't want to inflict mm-hmm. that on her. I don't think that's fair. But, you know, in a month or six weeks, whenever the final version is out, she'll get it, we'll install it, and she'll live with it. It's not so much different for the kind of thing she does that she'll care because she doesn't really get herself involved in multitasking. No, she'll use Facebook, she'll use Twitter, she'll use Safari, she'll use email, and a handful of other apps. And that's about the size of it. Here's what I think. What I think is the new dock in iOS 11 on iPad Pro. I, I, I'm not sure. You may get the same features on regular iPad, but on iPad Pro, the new redesigned dock where, where you can store frequently used apps and documents and get at them from wherever you are with one swipe, that's a good thing. I can't tell you how many times I, you know, double click the home button and scroll through, you know, 30 open apps to find the one I'm looking for. Its icon is on page 11 or something. And, you know, I don't even know what it looks like anymore. I usually open apps by searching for them. Spotlight. It's faster than finding them if they're anywhere but on the front, you know, on page one. I'm trying to look at the Skype app and see how you look at the call. When you're in I was I was going to say I don't think they have the call detail thing the the you know technical detail screen I can't find it I liked looking at that too it was fun and geeky maybe if you hold on a key when you look in the menus let's hold down the option key and see if we can find it no no I don't believe it's here any longer you cannot have technical details I don't think. If you can, they're hidden. I don't care about the technical details. You know what I'm saying? I don't really care so much about that. So I'm going to leave it. You know, I'm going to leave it because I don't care. But I think if you do care, you're going to realize 
This is a less technical version of Skype. And also, if you decide to get it, remember, it is a beta. And when you got wacky people like Gene and Bob doing it, that's one thing. Yes. Yes, just because we're crazy doesn't mean you should be. That is correct. I have to say, Gene, recording a radio show on beta software is pretty daring, although by the time Microsoft puts out the Skype preview as a public preview, beta, whatever you want to call it, you got to figure most of the big bugs have been squishied. Yes, we got to watch out for those big bugs. Yes, sir. This is Arizona, and sometimes we get big bugs here, and it keeps the exterminators happy. In fact, they run around town going, exterminate. No, that's for Doctor Who fans. Let me just tell our listeners here that there. here's one thing I did find. If you want to hang up on somebody quickly, there is a hang-up icon. Menu icon. Uh, yeah, in the little the little player icon, the little player window. Yeah. Oh, so you were just trying that to see if it worked. I was just okay. trying different things to see what happens. Yeah, and, well, that's what you get for clicking on icons you don't understand in the middle of a show. But okay. That's right. But it's the only way to, uh, to make it work. There. There I go right now. Well, so, uh, I think if you just hover over them, their name comes up. Well, you got to watch out for people's names okay. because they'll, they'll say things that are not nice. No, like the icon. Yeah. Is that like Carl Icon? Oh, this, yeah, is, getting, this icon. is getting worse. Seriously speaking, let's get back to iOS 11. Now, obviously, people are hearing the show about a month or five weeks before they can download a copy. What are the most important things they could know about it? Um, well, I always tell people don't install version 0.0. You know, it, it's, it's inevitable that there will be a point release, a 0.01 or 0.1. And you might, if, if, you, if you don't have the... the The FOMO bug, you know what FOMO is? Fear of missing out. If you don't have FOMO, you might want to wait until you get to that 0.1 release or 0.01 release. And and some of the major bugs have been squashed. Also, I highly recommend if you're going to install the 0.0 release, that before you do, you uh, search the internet for things like you know, uh, in the case of iOS 11, iOS 11, epic fail, iOS 11, app doesn't work, iOS 11, horror story, things like that. Because, like you said earlier in the show, at the best, you're going to take an hour out of your day to restore your backup and, and get everything back going again and be without your phone for an hour. You know, are you, are you up for that if you are? Well, then maybe the point zero releases your kind of uh, crapshoot. More to come on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today.
Did you know children are 52 times more likely to suffer from identity theft than adults? Credit alerts will not fix the fallout. Liberty ID does, and here's an exciting offer just for you. Go to LibertyID.com and cover your entire family, your spouse, your children, and your parents for only $129 a year. Use promo code FREETRIAL and we'll give you the first 60 days free. That's LibertyID.com, promo code FREETRIAL. LibertyID.com. LibertyID.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting, providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com, virtual care anywhere. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Back pain doesn't take vacations. It never celebrates holidays. It's on the job 24-7 to keep your life exactly where it is, in limbo. But it doesn't have to be that way because Laser Spine Institute can help you take back your life from chronic neck and back pain. With a less than one-inch incision, our minimally invasive procedures have provided relief to over 60,000 patients with a 97% patient satisfaction rate. So get ready to stand tall and live the life you've imagined for yourself without pain. Are you or a loved one suffering from a bulging disc? herniated disc, spinal stenosis, pinched nerve, or degenerative disc disease? Call our spine care consultants now at 855-510-BACK. For a no-cost MRI review and to learn more, it's time to say goodbye to chronic neck and back pain. Call 855-510-BACK to see if laser spine surgery is right for you. That's 855-510-BACK. What have you got to lose? Laser Spine Institute, the leader in minimally invasive spine surgery. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Cal Bend Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars. 
and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Live with Gene Steinberg. It's the Tech Night Owl. Because you never know what's going to happen next. We have Bob Dr. Maclevitis. And we've been playing around with the Skype for Mac preview. There's also one for Android. And I think they already did this update for iOS, Microsoft. Microsoft likes Apple more and more these days. Isn't that strange? I guess because we use Bing for Spotlight and for Siri. Now, does that mean Apple writes Microsoft a giant check every quarter or what? Or do they just uh, get all that advertising rub-off effect? I think they write Apple a check, and then they get the advertising rub-off effect. On the other hand, there was a story the other day about Google. Now, Google owns right now, what, an 80% share of the search market. I saw this article. Didn't it say something about Google writing Apple huge checks every quarter? And, well, the total is $3 billion for the current year, I think. That's pretty huge. Although, in Apple's case, that's pocket change. Right. But consider this. This is for the def- my pocket change, you know, is three cents. This is, and you have to bear this in mind, Google earns money back from clicks, click advertising. Half their search revenue, mobile search revenue, comes from the iPhone or iOS right. or iPad. Right. Now, this is interesting because Android owns 85% of the mobile handset market. But half its search income comes from iOS gear. Got to figure at, that at out. Risk, at risk of offending Android users, I, I have a, a hypothesis that they're just not smart enough to use search. <laughs> and if you don't like that comment, you know who to call. It's Gene Steinberg at Tech Night All Live. Well, no. Who are you going to call Dr. Mac? No. Yes. Yes, got, he's going to. Because Dr. Max said this. Tell, By the way, folks, let me tell you, we have a special version of the show that we want you to listen to because it's commercial free and people talk about all oh, those ads. Well, we have a way to get rid of those things. It's called Tech Night Out Plus. Go to plus, P L U S dot technightout dot com. And what happens there is all you have to do is subscribe for a low subscription rate and you get a special version of the show. That's it. Ain't that cool? We have Bob Dr. Maclevitis, and we're kind of kibitzing here. We were talking about iOS 11, and we're talking about the fact that Google writes a check for $3 billion to Apple, and the reason they do that is to get the default search spot on Safari for iOS and, of course, for Safari for macOS. And this is important because only a small number of people ever change defaults on their computers or their gear. I mean, with Android, you have to, because it's pretty messy when you get from the store, because you got all that junkware on Samsung devices. I'm being (laughs) serious here. Everybody knows this. I know. I know. Okay. I know you are. I just think it's funny. Well, it's not funny if you have to put up with that nonsense. 
Okay. I guess. I, I wouldn't know. I'm not an Android person, nor am I a Windows user. You know, it's, I'm, I'm firmly entrenched in the Apple ecosystems. So the point being here... Or maybe here, you would say I'm, I'm held prisoner in the Apple ecosystems, as the case may be. Well, he writes books, but then if he was using Windows, he'd write Windows books. You know, it's you're an author, you'll write, you know, what you get, the kind of work you get. I am noticing but here, when I look at the slowly. interface, when I look at the interface, Skype, it's got some of the elements from iOS 11. Like, if you look at the name of the person you're talking to, it's very big, bold lettering. That's reminiscent the Skype, the Skype, of iOS. Uh, Mac, oh, the Mac, the Mac version you're talking about, the one we're using. Yes, you notice that? It looks kind of iOS 11-y. Yeah, you're right. iOS 11-y. He says that without stumbling. Hey, you know, seriously, let's just talk about Google. So Google has roughly 80% of the search market. And I looked it up. And okay. It, wait, if you looked it up on Google, it's questionable. And, <laughs> yeah, well, if Google fakes it. They could fix the results, I mean. I guess they could. So here's what's going on. So Bing has about 10%, Microsoft Bing. Yahoo has maybe 9%. But the thing is here, Yahoo search is powered by Bing, by Microsoft. So right. really, Microsoft has 19% of the market. And the rest is like all these little search engines like AOL. Remember AOL was once big? Well, long, long time ago in a galaxy far far away long before they snookered time warner to be sold to them if you remember that like in 2000 or something like that that was really the turn of the century when that happened in any case the other search engines have nothing it's kind of like almost ios and android where they have like 99 percent of the market together and then you have microsoft and then maybe three people are still using BlackBerry. Did I say three people? I'm sorry I said that, but it's true. We're trying to be accurate here. Very few people have Blackberries anymore. So it's the same kind of thing in terms of search. Now, Google has this amazing dominance. Obviously, they've confronted antitrust stuff in Europe by the European Commission and everything. So do we assume then that forevermore... Until the end of time, it's going to be like that. That Google owns search, Android owns handsets, and no. Apple makes more money than everybody else. No, because stuff happens. I mean, I can't foresee what's going to happen, but nobody stays on top forever. So far. Some guy will write a better algorithm and cheaper advertising and a better way to sell ads, and Google will become irrelevant over a course of, you know, five years. And they just, they'll try to engineer their way out of it, and whoever this brilliant person is will outthink them at every corner, and they'll lose their edge in search, which will cause everything else they do to topple down. I don't know. I don't think it's forever. For the most part, I like it. I use a lot of Google services, and I know that what I pay for, the way I pay for those is by letting them observe my habits, but it seems like a fair enough deal for things like, you know, the office, you know, their, their online office apps and uh, online storage, which is fairly economical. That's the thing, and too. People would not use Google services 
if they were inconvenient and at right. least usable. I'm not saying things about Android phones because that's the fact that they got all the handset makers to support them. They didn't charge anything for the operating system. It was free and yeah, gave them a viable alternative to the iPhone when the iPhone was really getting popular. This is all true. It's also true that uh, you can't make a silk purse out of a sow's ear. And you can't roller skate in a buffalo herd. You don't spit into the wind. Don't tug on Superman's cape. All right. You know, I once met the guy. I once met the guy who wrote that song about tugging on Superman's cape. That, of course, was Jim Croce. And yeah. he, he lived in southeast Pennsylvania. This was like six months before he died in a plane crash in the early 70s. And this guy, his career was on the up and up. He was selling records. He'd come over to the radio station I worked at. He'd chat with our morning man. He was just a really nice guy. I talked to him briefly, I think once. And he seemed really nice. And he was just a regular guy trying to make a living. And then you get the crazy private plane crashes that kill rock and roll singers. Or helicopters. But yeah, we've lost a lot of good ones to private, private aircraft. And you know, I live right here like 10 minutes from a private airport. So I shouldn't say anything. Why it's not? called Falcon Field. A lot of people. Are there any inter- rock stars there? I have no idea. A lot of people, though, who are learning to fly from all over the world, go to the various training areas at Falcon Field. This is Mesa, <laughs> Arizona. We got more to come. I'm Gene Steinberg. He's Bob Levitis on the Tech Night Out Live. <laughs> for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, 
There's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Love or loathe him, Donald J. Trump is our 45th president. There is no denying now that Trump will go down in history, both despised and admired. Commemorate Trump's presidency with your very own Trump Silver Bust from TrumpSilverStatue.com. This museum-quality heirloom Trump Silver Statue bust is hand-cast from 20 troy ounces of silver, a great investment from TrumpSilverStatue.com. Loathed or loved, own a valuable piece of Trump's legacy. Get your solid silver Trump bust today at TrumpSilverStatue.com. Warning, if you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back, because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-959-5759. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-959-5759. That's 1-800-959-5759. 1-800-959-5759. A lot can happen in six seconds. A rodeo ride, a dramatic basketball win, and the world record holder can solve a Rubik's Cube. Six seconds is how long it takes for an 18-wheeler traveling at a safe speed to come to a complete stop. And in those six seconds, that truck will travel the length of two football fields. So please, give them room. Never cut in front of a large truck for any reason. Our roads, our responsibility. Learn more at sharetheroadsafely.gov. Do you know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl. Live with Gene Steinberg. In any case, the key here is that in the near term, Google's going to be Google and they do well enough and Apple's going to be Apple and they do tremendously well. I do think... Google sometimes has to be caught kicking and screaming into embracing the future, like removing hate sites from YouTube and things like that. But they get around to it. These are corporations. And their first priority is to make a living. And mm-hmm. their, prior- their first priority, I thought, was not to be evil. No? I thought that's like their, uh, what do you call it? Their motto. What's a motto? Nothing. What's the motto with you? Yeah, don't be evil. That's their corporate motto. Don't you like that as a corporate motto? Come on. I can't believe it. Gene Steinberg is speechless. Nah, 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 nah. I'm not speechless. Somebody sent me a letter and they wanted to try to steal my attention away from this wonderful conversation. But seriously speaking here, let's look not so much at Google 
as the fact that, and the thing I worry about, I wonder about here is when we're talking about Google being number one in search, is there any hope for another company to uh, get yes, any traction not- at all in search? Because Microsoft is like a poor man's Google right now because they're not really offering that much that is so compelling you have to switch. Somebody's going to have to do something and make a, a you know, a significant improvement to what we know as search somehow, you know, a quantum leap forward that makes it so that you do want to change to a different search engine because it does something better, faster, or more elegantly. So somebody's going to do that. We got lots of smart people out there. And consider this also. A lot of the fact that Google gets and stays where it is, as people are used to it. It's the default search engine. But Apple is nipping away in different ways. Spotlight is offering search, not the kind of search yet you get with Google, but it gives you a lot of search options. Siri does searching for you. Siri is better in iOS 11. I guess it's better also in Mac OS High Sierra, but, you know, I don't use it there. So it doesn't really offend me or affect me one way or the other. The key being that Apple is working with Microsoft in a way to chip away at Google. All right, let them be default on Safari and everything. But For three bill a year? Three bill hey, a year? Yeah, they sure. can. This year they used to pay off the money they used to buy beats. I'm kidding. But the point being here is that in other ways... If Apple provides other services that replace the straight search in your browser, doesn't that have an overall impact eventually? Mm-hmm. It's not this year, but as Siri gets better and better, someone will say, you know, why the heck do I need to go into my browser to, to say, right. Siri, hey, Siri, find this for me. Hey, Siri. Yeah, exactly. Don't yell that on a radio show. That is the meanest thing to say that and then say, erase my iPhone. (laughs) Hey, Siri, can I get rid of Google search? This is a better way of Siri here. The voice is a little bit more friendly. Natural. A little bit, wee bit more natural. And I don't think Susan Bennett's voice is being used anymore. Oh, I don't know. I got mine switched to the the uh, Australian woman who I love. She calls me your highness. Oh, well, you know that you can tell her to call you whatever you want. You can say, hey, you know who? Please call me. So therefore, sir. she could say, yes, my lord. There you go. How about, yes, my lord, Vader? easily done just say to say to do it and then say who am i and she'll say you're gene but you've asked me to call you lord darth vader (laughs) how about obi-wan kenobi you know i'm not even a big star wars fan i have no idea why i'm doing that thanks i didn't hear that you had to bring it closer to the mic yeah okay hold on who am I? Your Bob. But since we're friends, I get to call you Your Highness. 
Okay. It's not close enough. I'm Bob. You're Bob, but since we're friends, I get to call you your highness. That's what she said. Uh, I have something for, I have a, 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 I'm going to give your listeners 50 bucks right now or 50 bucks off. Wait a minute. Stop. Stop. Wait, wait. Okay. This is a special announcement. I didn't know he's going to do this. You know, Bob springs things on me. I just texted it to you. (laughs) Yes, he did. He just did like this second. But the key here is that Bob likes to be spontaneous. That's why he's so much fun to talk to. You never know what to expect from him. And that's kind of the motto of the show. You never know what's going to happen next. And Bob said, you know, I got something special for listeners of the Tech Night Out Live. And didn't ask him what. He said, I'll spring it on you. So right now, before we go on, and we've got a couple of more segments, we're going to catch up on other stuff. What are we talking about $50 off here? So I, I did a course. You know, I did an ebook called Working Smarter for Mac Users earlier this year, and that's still available at my website. But I liked the, the material so much, I thought, gee, this would make a really good online course for people who don't like to read. And I know there's a lot of them out there. And I thought, you know, and I can demonstrate stuff. I like working in video a lot better than really working in words. So it was a chance for me to, you know, do some do some uh, video production. And uh, it really came out pretty good. It's about three hours worth of training. It will easily save you 10, 15, 20 minutes a day every day for the rest of your life. And... Um, it starts at $99. There's a bunch of different, you know, uh, packages, but you'll get $50 off any any of the packages including the uh the bronze package which is $99, so you could get the whole package for 49 bucks with coupon code nightall50. All lowercase nightall50. All yep. one word, all lowercase. And 50 is the numerals 50. Nightall50. Did you say Night Owl 5.0? I did. And if you need to find my course, since it's got a really long, unwieldy URL, you should just go to workingsmarterformacusers.com slash buy, where you'll find the link to the course. And you can sign up there. Use your coupon code Night Owl 5.0. Well, you know, I have to tell you here, they've called me that many, many times. All right, we'll get back to that, by the way, and we'll talk about the $50 off offer. And this is just something that Bob offered. It's not really, I don't know, I guess it is kind of an ad. If you're listening to the ad-free version of the show, you're going to say, why did he do that? Well, all right, he's just- That's not an ad. That's a promo. And I'm a guest. I'm not an advertiser. (laughs) That's right. Guests do have the right to promo. We do have terms and conditions, by the way, for Tech Night Out Plus and the Paracast Plus, which is that we allow people to promote their stuff. (laughs) We talk about future episodes, but we don't run the normal commercial ads from the network. That's 41 minutes that we just cut out with a... Out of an hour-long show? 41 minutes? (laughs) No, actually, it's a two-hour and 39-minute show. And why it's two hours... Let me just tell you this quickly, okay? Explain how it works. Two hours and 39 minutes and 20 seconds or so. And the reason it's that way is because... The show is broadcast by our network, GCN, as a three-hour radio show, like most talk shows. 
into that, we have news blocks. So every hour when you listen to the live shows, you hear the news at the hour plus the one-minute commercial in the show, that kind of thing. You add all that together, it's about 20 minutes that is taken off when you hear the podcast version. We then take the 41 minutes of network ads for the Tech Night Out Plus and we get rid of them. We cut them out. We shave them away. They go by. They're history. That's how we do it. Plus.technighthow.com. We're talking with Bob Dr. Maclevitis. We talked about Google. We talked about search. We talked about iOS 11 and all the great goodies. And we're going to talk a little bit about Mac OS High Sierra and again about things we might see from Apple in September when I'll be 475 years old. This is the Tech Night Out Live. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com. Tyler, time to go for our family walk. Uh, just let me nap a little longer. You promised we'd get more active. I know, I know. How come you're so ready to go? It's Superberries Aronia Berries. Aronia what? Aronia Berries from Superberries.com. They're known for having one of the highest levels of antioxidants that helps with overall wellness. Where'd you get them? I ordered them from Superberries.com slash radio. And right now we can get a free smoothie recipe book with our order. Plus we can save $4 at checkout. I can't wait to try them. I'll get the dog. I'll get the kids. <laughs> Choose health. Eat purple. Superberries.com. If there's a toxic chemical biological gas smoke emergency while traveling at home or on your job, are you protected? Are you prepared? There are over 400,000 fires in the USA every year. Up to 85% of all deaths in a fire are due to smoke inhalation. Three minutes without air and we as humans will die. Be prepared and escape safely with our Safe Escape Smoke Hoods, giving you up to 60 minutes of breathable air protection. Order yours online at ase-safety.com. That's ase-safety.com. And get up to 40% off plus free shipping. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. The reason why Bob laughs, or snickers, I guess that's a snicker, not kind of... That was a snicker. But not a candy bar. That's just a snicker. He snickers at me for saying that for the simple reason that I'm many times older than that. I am much older than 475 years. (laughs) That's a conservative estimate. That's why I snicker. 
This is not a political show, sir. <laughs> oh, I said conservative. Heaven forbid. Hey, no, we don't get into politics here. I'll tell you something. When we talk about politics on the Paracast, boy. I bet that's fun. Uh, it's not because people freak. They don't want to hear about politics. But when you get into stuff like conspiracy theories and 9-11 and JFK and all that There's stuff. There's a lot of crossover. Yeah. It crosses over into politics. Is there UFO secrecy? Is the government hiding the truth about flying saucers? That's politics. Let's get just into more stuff here before we let Bob go. Before we, before we get into uh, lunatic fringe political theories. So wait a minute. What about the moon landing? Real or shot in the hangar before we switch gears? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Somebody from Facebook just said, I'm also wondering if you have heard the news about the government grant board. It's another one of these internet scams. And I just got one. So watch out. Oh. When you get stuff like that, you add somebody to Facebook or something. They want to be your friend. And then they send these offers. Oh, it's going to be the UN. It's going to be the government. Microsoft has a grant for you. Bill Gates personally is going to write you a check. No, he's not. Bill yep. Gates doesn't even know who I am. He might know Bob. I bet he recognizes Bob. Probably but he doesn't not. know me. Probably not. Yeah, I'll tell you that one of the best places to go when you get one like that, if you're if you're even thinking for a moment it might be real, is Snopes.com. You just have to type a couple words from its subject line, and you will find out pretty quick whether or not it is true. Or PolitiFact is also really good. I love that their worst rating is called Pants on Fire. And some people, by the way, they're sitting there in a towering inferno as a result. Let's get back to Mac OS High Sierra. Now, you right. know, iOS 11 looks pretty. And it's got really good multitasking features for recent iPads. And some of that is kind of adapted from Mac OS. And you've got a files app where now you have access to the file system. It's kind of like a simplified mobile version of a Finder. Now, with High Sierra, most of the stuff is under the hood, isn't it? Yeah, there's uh, virtually nothing different that's user-facing. I mean, there's a couple little things. Like some system preference panes have little you know, changes to how, what the names of the switches are and things like that. But yeah, very, very little user-facing changes, very few. Almost none. In fact, I'd be hard-pressed to sit somebody in front of high sierra or sierra and have them tell the difference without looking at about this mac very but subtle. they did one thing which is very different they already did it by the way to your iphone if you run Whether ios you know 10.3 or later they changed the file system on hundreds of millions of devices and i bet nobody noticed nope nobody noticed so tell us about apfs because it's going to be on high sierra APFS is the Apple something file system. Apple professional filing system? I don't know. That's Apple file system. APFS. It's a, a new format for disks. As far as I know, it's only for SSDs. I don't believe you can install it and boot from a spindle drive. I, I don't think you can. You may be able to install. I don't know. I haven't tried it yet. I assumed here it was now available to everyone. Well, I, I don't know what happens if you've got a spindle drive. I believe it leaves you with HFS Plus because you don't you don't want to run it 
on a spindle drive, but I don't know because the only machine I've got it running on has got a, a, a SSD. It's a MacBook Air. But I, I, I listened to a podcast, uh, Mac Geek Gab, and I'm pretty sure what I heard was that you can't install it on a spindle drive. What about a fusion drive, which is part SSD well, and part I, spindle? Again, I don't have one to try it with, so I don't know. Um, I'm sure... I suspect you can only because they know what a fusion drive is. I mean, they, they know what machines, what models could have one, and they don't want to, I don't think. Well, wait a minute. It really doesn't make that much difference today. In fact, from, from what I've seen, APFS may be a little slower at some things than the old HFS+. Plus. But moving forward down the road a piece, I think uh, APFS is, is kind of designed looking forward, whereas uh, HFS Plus is, what, 15 years old already, 20 years old, based on 20-year-old file form, uh, disk format. So I don't know that it makes much difference, though. I haven't noticed any difference on either the iPhone that's running it or the MacBook Air. I mean, the file system part. In fact, nothing about High Sierra really feels or looks very different. I saw some messages at the Apple Developer Forum saying that they did install it and it does seem to work. On a spindle drive? Fusion drive. A fusion, yeah. I think that might because I, I would expect Apple to special case for it if they could. Since otherwise, you know, there's going to be I, iMac owners that are mad that they can't get the latest, greatest... Uh, file format even though there's no big advantage okay let me give you the information direct from apple's developer site okay it says can i use apple file system with my existing hard disk drive yes apple file system is optimized for flash ssd storage but can also be used with traditional hard disk drives hdd and external direct attached storage okay and it doesn't say, you know, the thing that I'm curious about is not just can it be installed, but can you boot from that drive then? I'm guessing that you can because they didn't say otherwise. That's right. And it says here that you can revert by reformatting the drive to HFS plus if you don't Oh, that's like it. good. So the new, uh, the new uh, disk utility in, in High Sierra will allow you to revert, I guess. Can I boot macOS High Sierra from an APFS formatted hard disk? Yes, macOS High Sierra supports Apple file system for both bootable and data volumes. Okay. So Apple got figured out, kind of figured they would, you know. They wouldn't yeah. deploy something like this unless they got all that figured out. The beta preview, there was a beta yeah, preview the, for developers that last year with Sierra. And it didn't work with fusion drives and had all sorts of limitations. But obviously, they're going to deploy this for tens of millions of Mac users. And well, Apple knows how to do this because they've already deployed it on, what, three, four hundred million iPhones and iPads? Yeah, that's true. And you don't know it. Listen here. This is got to tell you this, folks. Obviously, if you're going to be installing High Sierra, it's going to be like any beta have a backup. But in this case, have a backup no matter what. The reason is because there's going to be that file system update. And it may be perfect, but there's going to be, you know, one hundredth of one percent where something will go wonky. 
To avoid wonkiness, get the backup. Make a backup. Get yourself a cheap external hard drive and use time machine something. Get the backup. And then make a second backup just in case. And then before you install the new operating system, might I suggest that you test the backup and make sure it works? Because a backup that doesn't work isn't a backup. And it's happened. I've seen, I can't tell you how many times people have said to me, I back up and, you know, I say, okay, well, can you restore a file? I don't know. I never tried. Well, the time to try is now, not after you have a crash and it becomes much more urgent. The time to find out if your backups work is before something bad happens. So I suggest if you've never backed up and restored a file, you do that. When you do these backups, try restoring a couple files just in case, just for giggles. Yes, we should install our giggles. We got more to come with Bob Levitas. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-765-9681 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-765-9681. Again, that's 800-765-9681. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. 
Individuals and businesses with tax problems listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control over your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. Tax Mediation Services is accredited by the Better Business Bureau. Call now for a free case review and a price protection guaranteed quote. Call Tax Mediation Services now at 800-610-7740. That's 800-610-7740. 800-610-7740. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. So, of course, Mac OS High Sierra will probably be coming in final form in late September, sometime uh, in October. But remember here, very key, important thing. you got to remember this. Make sure you have proper backups before you do a public beta. And because of High Sierra's feature to upgrade your Max file system, backup, backup, backup. Let's move on to the hardware here because it's interesting. Have you bought any of the new hardware yet, Bob? No, you mean like one of those MacBook Pros with a touch bar thing? Right, or a new iMac with 5K Retina display or anything. None of those. And in fact, I haven't even reviewed any of them, so I don't have much of an opinion yet. Well, that doesn't help, does it? No. I wish I could be more help, but... Now, if I'm looking for a new Mac, though, do I worry about the fact that the touch bar is going to be a few hundred dollars more? Maybe get the version without? It's a tough question because I've never used a MacBook Pro with a touch bar, so I can't tell whether it's worth extra money or not. I probably would have to get one with a touch bar and just learn to love it. I don't know. I'm not in the market for a MacBook Pro yet. My 2015 is still chugging along. It's got 16 gigs of RAM, and I'd like to uh, at some point upgrade to something with more cores because I'm editing more video, but it doesn't have to be this year. So you're certainly not going to get an iMac Pro. Maybe, but that's next year. An iMac Pro is December, not a Mac Pro. Well, December's almost next year. Yeah, and I suspect also it'll ship like December 32nd. Yeah, they'll ship four of them on the, 30, on the 31st so that they can say it's shipped in 2017. We'll see. I don't think I want a $5,000 iMac, though. I don't own a desktop, and I don't know that I want to. 
I'm kind of okay with just having a laptop and a second monitor. You know, it's very interesting here how the iMac has migrated. It started in August of 1998. $1,299 was basically a 13-inch CRT using PowerBook parts. Okay? It was a low-end consumer computer in Bondi Blue. In Bondi Blue. I had the beta version of that, and my contact at Apple said, you know what? we got to install this firmware, and there's a good possibility it'll break it, in which case send it back to us, and that's it. If it doesn't break it, keep it. Well, he knew what was going to happen. I installed it. It bricked it. I sent it back. That's okay. You know, things happen. In any case, let's just get back to the progression here. So then you have the iMac, I guess, G4 with the articulated arm. Oh, yeah. It looked like R2-D2. It had a round dome. Right. Now, listen to this here. Suddenly, the iMac becomes a more powerful computer. Then you had something that was sort of kind of just the display, very thick, the iMac G5. And we've got something here. It's a step below a Power Mac G5, but still pretty powerful. And then we had the late 2009 iMac, which is, you know, another couple of generations removed. And suddenly, this thing is capable of performance in the same league as a Mac Pro, except when the Mac Pro has more cores. And now we have the iMac with a 5K Retina display that debuted in 2014. In 2015, they brought the price down. You know, Apple does that. You know, it's not always increasing price. Sometimes they decrease prices or keep them the same. So now you've got this iMac, which is a pretty powerful mainstream computer. And then Apple said at a special April roundtable with a half dozen reporters, we're going to have an iMac with pro features. They didn't say it's going to be a new model. It's going to start $5,000. And remember, that's the entry level. You put the most powerful Intel Xeon processors, you load it up with RAM, you have the two terabytes. 128 gigabytes of RAM, I hear. It's 128 ECC RAM, which is the most expensive RAM you can buy. You add the error correcting. That's right. You add the two terabytes solid state drive. Guess what it's going to cost you? 10 grand. 15. Oh, goody. Yeah, imagine buying an iMac for the same price as an entry-level compact automobile. That's, and now imagine the Mac Pro, okay? The Mac Pro, how many cores is that going to have? 28? I think they have 18 cores for the iMac Pro. The Mac Pro next year is probably going to cost more. It'll be the $20,000 Mac. They will be offered with mortgages. You can get a mortgage for your new Mac rather than a lease or a purchase. You can get a mortgage. You know, we joke about this, but go back to the late 1980s and you bought something like a Macintosh 2 and you filled it with RAM and the biggest hard drive and everything. They were 10 grand. And then you add the printer, the laser printer, and then you that add was six the grand. and then you add the display, a color display. Five You're talking grand. about close to 18 or 20 grand there. Yeah. That's true. But it also heated the room. (laughs) Is that what it is? Well, I mean, it was a, like, side benefit, but, yeah. In the winter, I didn't have to turn on the heat in my office. It sure is different, I'll tell you. Okay, iPhone, quickly, we've got a minute left. There's going to be an iPhone 8 or an iPhone 10, this flagship model with the OLED display? 
Yes. There will be an OLED iPhone. There may only be a few of them. They may be, you know, hard to come by in the beginning, but I believe there will be. And I believe it will have sexy curved sides. And I believe it will be more expensive than any iPhone before it. My prediction is it'll be $100 more than the iPhone 7S Plus. So, so if the, the iPhone 7S Plus... 949 or 1049? Okay, the iPhone 7S Plus with the 256... Well, the iPhone 7 Plus, and we'll assume the prices are the same. The iPhone 7 Plus with 256 gigabyte storage is 969 plus tax. So this so will be 1069 So when they talk about a $1,000 plus iPhone, it's kind of that way already with tax. Wait, isn't the isn't the plus a hundred more? So the plus was already a thousand. No, no, that's something. the plus. The plus okay. is nine sixty nine. Right. Okay. I looked at it yesterday, so unless Apple's changed it. Then it'll be. Then it will be at least ten sixty nine, and I think it might be eleven or twelve. I don't know because I'm hearing I, here the, the cost of making an OLED display is only a few dollars more than a regular it has L- nothing to do with the cost of the goods it has to do with uh demand they'll be able to get that extra $200 profit in the beginning and they will not be able to make enough to meet demand even if they charge 300 extra so the first 6 months while it's constrained will be at that higher price point let them milk out every nickel they can and then when they get their factory up to speed and they're, you know, getting all the OLEDs they need and the cost comes down, then they'll, you know, come back down to more uh, more reasonable volume pricing, if you will. All right. Bob Levitis, where do we find more of your stuff? WorkingSmarterForMacUsers.com. Coupon code NIGHTOWL50. Bob Levitis, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Owl Live. My pleasure. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me, Gene. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. If there's a toxic chemical biological gas smoke emergency while traveling at home or on your job, are you protected? Are you prepared? There are over 400,000 fires in the USA every year. Up to 85% of all deaths in a fire are due to smoke inhalation. Three minutes without air and we as humans will die. Be prepared and escape safely with our Safe Escape Smoke Hoods, giving you up to 60 minutes of breathable air protection. Order yours online at ase-safety.com. That's ase-safety.com. And get up to 40% off plus free shipping. Love or loathe him, Donald J. Trump is our 45th president. There is no denying now that Trump will go down in history, both despised and admired. Commemorate Trump's presidency with your very own Trump Silver Bust from TrumpSilverStatue.com. This museum-quality heirloom Trump Silver Statue bust is hand-cast from 20 troy ounces of silver, a great investment. From TrumpSilverStatue.com. Loathed or loved, own a valuable piece of Trump's legacy. Get your solid silver Trump bust today at TrumpSilverStatue.com. For those suffering from hearing loss, a typical morning may sound like this. Hey, good morning. But with an MD hearing aid, mornings could sound like this. Hey, good morning. Music with hearing loss may sound like this. With an MD hearing aid? If you or a loved one want to enjoy all the sounds you've been missing, you need to try the MD Hearing Aid. You can try it risk-free for 45 days. Just call 1-800-481-6532. 
MD Hearing Aid is an FDA-registered, audiologist-tested hearing aid. And at a savings of more than 80% off the average price of a traditional hearing aid, hearing clearly again is more affordable than you think. So instead of a muffled weather report, you could be hearing... But it's looking sunny with warm temps into the weekend. To hear what you've been missing for a fraction of the price, try the MD Hearing Aid risk-free for 45 days. Call 1-800-481-6532. Plus, you'll get free shipping and free batteries for a year. 1-800-481-6532. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. Analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. It's been said, any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. Get a four-week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. 99 bucks for four weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. Preparewithgcn.com. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. So we have Josh Centers. And Josh, what are you doing as we speak? I am uh, broadcasting from my iPad Pro, newly acquired, and uh, using my Apple AirPods. So we'll see how this holds up today. I am an iPad professional now, so I'm using my iPad professionally. Well, we've used iPhones in the past with Skype, and it seems to work okay depending on the mic. I'd say that the AirPods are not the greatest mic, but you sound like yourself. So if one can sound like themselves, there's not much to complain about it, right? Well, it's better than using a landline telephone. <laughs> well, that depends. If you have a really, really good landline, it's not that much better. But it certainly is acceptable. Let's just leave it at that. But now you're totally immersed in the iPad ecosystem. You have AirPods. You going to get a HomePod? 
Uh, you know, I kind of doubt it. I mean, you know, the main reason I got the iPad Pro was for professional use for updating my iOS book. And, uh, you know, professionally, I have a hard, I'm going to have a hard time justifying it. Was it going to be a $400 speaker? I'm sure it'll be, I'm sure it'll sound good. These iPad Pro speakers are amazing, but, uh, yeah, probably, probably hold off on the HomePod for the time being. Okay, so... The thing about it is Apple is certainly making a big foray into making the iPad more useful as a productive tool. And iOS 11 is an example of that. Mm -hmm. So I assume you're running the beta right now. Yes, I'm running the uh, third developer beta. Okay, I am running the beta on my iPhone right now. Now, maybe I should not have done that, but it seems to do most things fairly well. Usually by beta 3, beta 4, things are working pretty well. Your battery life won't be as good, and uh, you still have the background uh, diagnostic stuff running, which is going to affect performance and battery life somewhat. But, you know, most things work pretty well. There's still a few uh, bugs here and there. Now, High Sierra, on the other hand, is not useful yet to me. I'm running it on a very old macbook pro probably the oldest macbook pro it supports 2010 because i'm not going anywhere right now so i can afford to give up this machine and devote it to running a beta operating system and that's a very important point to mention to listeners mac windows whatever be careful about the betas don't use it on a production machine unless you're writing a book about it and since i'm not writing a book about high sierra i don't worry about it but Sleek mode is broken on there. You close the cover of that MacBook Pro and it freezes. It has some problems downloading messages with mail. And that's just two things that I notice. And there are probably others. It runs fine. The conversion to the new Apple file system went off seamlessly. This is not, you know, the slowest MacBook Pro because it has an SSD in it. So performance is not bad. But... I would have thought this is the third developer beta of High Sierra. It would have started to settle down now, maybe next time. It will not go on my iMac for a while. Yeah, I'll probably put uh, the fourth beta on my MacBook Pro, my secondary machine, uh, mostly to help with uh, testing and you know, for take control and tidbits and such. But I never put... Uh, well, because I don't write a, a Mac OS book, so I don't really have a reason to run the beta other than just, uh, you know, testing things for the iOS end and, and uh, helping other authors out. So I, I don't usually do that. But now that I have, have a second Mac, I, I have the luxury of doing so. Uh, but, yeah, I, n- I never put it on my, my iMac's my main machine, and I, I never put the beta on there. In fact, I usually don't even put the first release of a new operating system on there. I'll wait till like, you know, 0.1, 0.2, something like that. Well, I'm not that crazy, but if the MacBook Pro reaches a point where it's running pretty decently, I'll go. I think part of the hesitancy is the fact that it's converting to the new file system. That's pretty drastic. So I want to be careful. Yeah, um, it went extremely smoothly on iOS, of course. I mean, that's apples and oranges uh, in a lot of ways. But the clever thing they they apparently did, uh, Apple apparently did with uh, APFS on iOS is, um, I think it was the 10.2 update that a lot of people had trouble with. 
And apparently the reason a lot of people had trouble with it is because Apple stealthily converted some iOS devices to APFS and then rolled it back. Um, and that's also why uh, that update took a really long time to install for people. And I think that's part of the reason why it, con- it converted to APFS, sent a report back to Apple, converted it back to uh, HFS plus, and, uh, and they used that for a test bed. But, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, I mean, because ch- changing file systems is not a is not an easy thing in the, in the computer world. So the fact that they, they were able to pull that off so smoothly, uh, yeah, I think it's a really good sign. And it's a, it's a super impressive uh, technological accomplishment. Well, it was 10-3 where it officially converted everyone. But suddenly in one fell swoop, hundreds of millions of people are converted to a new file system without much in the way of pre-announcements, and it went off pretty much without a hitch. Maybe some of the experimentation went awry, but this just went off perfectly. I'm not seeing complaints at all. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it was. It came out in 10.3, but uh, they used 10.2, or it may have been a, one of the smaller 10.2 releases, but they used an earlier release to test it. And so when you installed it, it took a really long time. I remember that being a big deal at the time. That's because they'd convert to APFS, convert it back to HFS plus. You were never the wiser, but they, they used that to gather data and see uh, what might go wrong. And so when they actually unrolled APFS in 10.3, it, uh, it went really well. So I'd be curious to know if um, they've done any of that kind of testing in Sierra. And I bet they probably have at some point. Maybe we'll find out at some point in the future. I would think it would have to be very carefully targeted to track. Maybe public beta testers got it and didn't know. But then even then, you have to warn people. You know, we've got to tell people what we're talking about here. I mean, we've had a few discussions about this, but we have a wide range of audiences. And therefore, when we start talking about things like new file systems, we should explain this. Okay, so I, I'm, I'm not the, the, the most super technical person, but I'll try to explain it as best as I can. So a file system, in essence, is the software mechanism by which uh, your operating system uh, manages, like, files. It's the really nitty-gritty sort of thing. A lot of people, you know, when they talk about the file system, they'll talk about Finder or iCloud Drive, or the uh, the new files app in iOS 11. That's not the file system. That's just the interface to the file system. The file system is actually uh, what you know the software that determines where things go on the physical disk and, and how that's managed. Um, you know, back when we mostly used platter hard drives, it would determine oh what sector, what you know, little groove in the in the magnet or you know however all that works, you know, like, where does that go physically on the disk? Well, so for a long time, basically since the dawn of the Mac, uh, the Mac file system has been something called HFS. And in the 90s, they updated that to something called HFS Plus, which is basically the same thing, just uh, extra features and stuff tacked on to modernize it. Well, over time, storage technology has changed a lot, and what people expect from storage has changed a lot. For instance, we don't use a lot of platter. You know, for one thing, hard drives store a lot more than they used to. It went from you know like thirty or whopping thirty megabytes or so to you know four terabytes. 
uh, for hard drives, and we also moved from spinning platters to solid-state drives. And also in that time, people wanted features like uh, total drive encryption, which is enabled by things currently by things like FileVault. Let's continue our next segment with Josh Sanders of Tidbits. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night How Live. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. You want to save money in a place that gives you growth, control, and certainty without stock market risk or tax risk, and you want guarantees and you want it all tax-free. That's a tall order. But you can get all of that with properly designed participating whole life insurance. Most people think life insurance pays after you're dead. That's true. But you can have tax-free access to use your life insurance while you're alive. Get the free book to find out how. Call 702-660-7000. Are you one of the 15 million men who suffer from an enlarged prostate? If your life revolves around finding the closest bathroom, if you're tired of waking up many times a night to urinate, then you need to know about Prostate Miracle. Prostate Miracle contains beta-cytosterol, which is 3,000 times stronger than salt palmetto. To claim your $10 Patriot discount, go to ProstateMiracle.com and enter promo code PATRIOT. Or call 877-965-2140. That's 877-965-2140. Is that Ellen painting her garage? Yesterday she was trimming her hedges. What's her secret? I heard she was eating this new super berry called the Aronia Berry. Aronia what? Aronia Berries from superberries.com. They're known for having one of the highest levels of antioxidants that helps with overall wellness. Where can we get them? Go to superberries.com slash radio. And right now we get a free smoothie recipe book with our order. Plus we can save $4 at checkout. (laughs) I can't wait. I've got lots of projects I need to get done. Yes, you do. Choose health. Eat purple. Superberries.com. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. People seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. 
Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. So Josh Centers is engaging in the instruction for the new video, APFS for Dummies. He's telling you from the standpoint of somebody who's not sophisticated about file systems, how it works for the rest of us. So we understand all the non-geek stuff. Go ahead, please. So APFS or uh, the Apple file system is a, a new kind of file system. You know, HFS was like close to 30 years old, which is just ancient in technological terms. So Apple designed this new file system from the ground up to, um, work better with solid-state drives, which didn't even exist when HFS uh, was created. You know, it's designed to be optimized for SSDs, you know, and, and to better optimize for more modern technologies. It has a lot of whiz-bang features built into it. Um, most importantly, it has, a, it has a disk encryption built into it. So I'm not quite sure how this works in High Sierra. I don't know if you'll still have to enable File Vault. But um, suffice to say, with APFS, there will be a, a built-in, low-level way to do this drive encryption. Which in th- So the takeaway, the, the lay English common man takeaway from APFS is that your devices should run more efficiently. They should run faster. And you'll have some more little built-in features that you probably won't notice on the surface. But that's really the takeaway is that your your storage will be faster. It should be more reliable, uh, and it should be more efficient. And you don't have to worry about the rest. Yeah, I mean that's that's basically the takeaway. It's just you know they're taking some super like ancient uh, low level code and and they've rewritten it to uh, you know reflect uh, you know modern storage technology. So I mean, really, what I'm hoping from APFS is that's going to make. Uh, max more responsive. I personally have noticed uh, since 10.3, my iPhones and iPads have been more responsive because uh, one of the biggest bottlenecks in system performance these days, processors are fast, graphics processors are fast, there's tons of RAM, the RAM is, you know, the, the RAM, the memory is fast. The, the slowest thing is storage, especially if you have a spinning platter. But even if you have an SSD, there are different kinds of speeds of SSD, but even in that case, it still takes longer than you would, you might think, for files to be accessed. 
from a drive, uh, and and your computer, especially your Mac, accesses stuff from that storage constantly. Um, so you know anything they do to streamline that low level system stuff is going to make your system faster and more responsive. Now, remember, Apple did have an interim upgrade to HFS back in like the late 90s or something, HFS Plus. But that may have been just taking the existing file system and putting scotch tape and stitching on it to bring it up to date. Yeah, essentially, that's what they did. And part of the reason they did is, as I mentioned before, switching between file systems is not an insignificant thing to do. And especially back in the 90s when we had far less computational power and we didn't have this ubiquitous broadband access that there is now and and all this sort of thing they can use for all this elaborate testing, it it was always a risky proposition. Microsoft did something similar last decade when they switched from uh, their old DOS file system, uh, FAT32, I don't know, I think it's a file allocation table, if you're wondering why it's called FAT. And they switched to something called, what is it, NTFS? Um, I think it's something like Next Technology File System, something like that. It was originally developed for Windows NT back in the day. Well, they switched from FAT32 to the NTFS. I think that happened with Windows XP. And I believe, no, yeah, well, don't quite, I think they may have changed file systems since then. But, you know, this is something that... Uh, you know, it happens every now and then. Uh, Microsoft's actually a little ahead of this than uh, than Apple is. So uh, this Apple file system thing is totally overdue, way overdue. I think the logical question to ask with all these changes, why did it take so long for Apple to get around to this? Well, you know, that's, uh, that's really a question for the engineers at Apple. I imagine a lot of it is the fact that change, you know, up... Switching between file systems is a difficult proposition because anytime you mess with the file system, you're running the risk of destroying data. You know, I mean, that's, I mean, I mean, because you're basically, it, it's like rearranging the framing on your house. It can be done. Um, it perhaps may be beneficial for you to do so, but um, there's a significant risk of damage when you do that. And it's a big, messy project, and you may not get enough benefit. To really see, uh, you know, to make the risk worthwhile, and I think Apple had just gotten to the point where HFS Plus was really starting to hold back the entire ecosystem, and Apple had, you know, all these sophisticated ways of testing things and making this a very smooth process for users, where you probably won't even notice it as an end user. So I think the time uh, just became right. Well, glad to see that it's happened. What else can I say? And as I would also point out, those of you who have iPhone, iOS 10.3 or later, you know what APFS is. Obviously, it's a lot more complicated on the Mac because there are so many different configurations. You're dealing with thousands of different possibilities of third-party storage devices. It's not as controlled as an iPhone. But then upgrading the file system for a few hundred million people in the span of a few weeks, is got to be something else. Let's get back to this iPad Pro. This is which size? Ten and a half inch? Yeah. Okay. Now, most of us have had a 9.7 inch iPad. This particular case is almost the same size except the screen bezel 
is slimmer. That's how they get the bigger screen on, right? Yeah, the um, well, I'm actually holding it in my hands right now. The the top and bottom bezels where the front facing camera and the home button are are about the same size as before, but those side bezels are quite a bit slimmer. So yeah, there's there's more screen, less bezel, and the overall size isn't much larger than the 9.7 inch iPads. And it's a good. Um, I I really enjoy the screen size because. I've handled the was it the twelve point nine inch uh, iPad Pro. I, you know, I handled that in the store, and to me, um, it's just it's too big. Like the screen size is nice, but I'm just afraid I would break the thing. I would snap the thing somehow. Um, it just feels uncomfortably large, like almost unnaturally large. The uh, the ten and a half inch, you know, you wouldn't think roughly an inch of screen space would then make that much of a difference but it really it really does especially when it comes to multitasking and uh typing on the on-screen keyboard it it re- it's really a lot more room than you might imagine it to be and without any significant drawback you know in size um or anything like that so it's still a very manageable size but you, you have a lot more screen space it's it's just a lot more efficient um so yeah, I think they definitely made a good call uh, moving to a ten and a half inch screen for this. What's interesting, and what isn't obvious unless you've read the benchmarks, is that this thing performs almost as fast, according to the benchmarks, as a MacBook Pro. Which I'm not sure if that's good for the iPad Pro or if it's bad for the MacBook Pro, <laughs> but um. Uh, yeah, it is a very uh, responsive machine. I, I have to say the 10.5-inch iPad Pro is probably the most responsive computer I've ever used. You know, between the combination of uh, the powerful internals and the efficiency of iOS, it, uh, it's very snappy. Everything's instant. There's uh, no slowdowns whatsoever. And, um, you know, a lot of people are ooing and aahing over the 120 hertz uh, refresh rate on the screen. Uh, which I don't think it's game-changing, but you definitely notice it. I think it's part of what helps make the whole machine feel a lot more responsive because it, you know everything that happens is just that much smoother and that much more responsive. Should Apple be doing that with MacBook Pros? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think they will eventually. Well, it comes at a time where it was felt that maybe the lure of the tablet had come and gone and the iPad sales were going down. So now that we have it and now that you have this product here, now that you've seen the results, can Apple make a really compelling case for using an iPad as a productivity device? We'll have more to come with Josh Centers and the answer on the Tech Night Out Live. listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. 
A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Welcome back to the Tech Night Out Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So being productive on an iPad. So many people regard iPads as just for consumption. Watch Netflix surf the web, that sort of thing. But of course, there's a decent version of Microsoft Office for it, the iWork suite, and lots and lots of productivity apps. Now, before we get to production, let's consider a little factual dilemma Apple is engaged in here. So Apple says, when they say, why not put a touchscreen on a Mac? You can't mix a refrigerator with a toaster oven or vice versa. Take your choice. Now you take... Any iPad with a keyboard case, iPad Pro Smart Keyboard. And now you have a toaster oven merged with a refrigerator, do you not? Um, you know, when it comes to the, the iPad Pro as a work machine, and this is a very sensitive topic for some people, as I've discovered on Twitter. Some people get very offended if you say it's it's not a you know it's not suitable as a work machine. And you know, for some people uh, depending on their line of work, um, you know the iPad Pro is a great work machine. You know, especially if you if you you're in a creative field. Well, especially if you're in a field where the Apple Pencil can really be made of use. You know, if you're the kind of person who has to sketch a lot of stuff and doodle things, uh, great machine for you. You know, if you mostly use Office, um, it it would it's probably a perfectly fine and flexible machine. For me, though. And here's the thing. It really just comes down to the software. You know, and there are certain apps I need for taking control and tidbits 
that just are not on the iPad yet. You know, for instance, we use Nisus Writer Pro and certain specific features of that for take control manuscripts. Nisus Writer Pro is not on the iPad. BB Edit, there are certain specific BB Edit features that we need for our existing tidbits workflow. And uh, that also is not available on the iPad yet. Um, you know, we, we use Subversion to manage our, our articles, which is kind of unusual because Subversion is really for uh, code management. But, um, you know, this is a system we have right now. And there isn't really a good Subversion client for iOS. And given how unpopular Subversion is, I doubt there probably ever will be. Um, but even in simple things, I have difficulties. For instance, you know, on tidbits, we have what we call extra bits, which are just like little, you know, just a link and like a little blurb of text to describe, you know, what the link to something is. You know, think like Daring Fireball, stuff like that. And the workflow for this between Adam Inks and I is I, uh, you know, I'll open up BB Edit. Or I can use any text editor for this. I'll draft up the text. Um, I will message Adam Inks on Slack and I will create a Slack post and I'll paste this text in there so he can look at it and edit it and then he will do so send it back to me and i take it copy it out of there and i open up a browser window i go to our content management system and i paste the stuff in there and post it uh that's a pretty standard workflow for a lot of uh journalists you know they'll draft stuff in slack and then paste it into the cms uh you know by a web browser well i tried to do this the other day Using the split screen on the iPad, I had you know Slack on one side of the screen, Safari on the other, and I tried to do this, and I copied the text out of the, the Slack post, pasted it in, nothing happened, nothing showed up. I tried to do this two or three times. Eventually, I just had to kind of throw my hands in the air, put the iPad down, get up off the couch, go to the Mac, sit down, and do that. I don't know what the problem was there. I don't know if it's a Slack thing. I don't know if it's a, if, because I'm running the beta, but... That's a very basic bare-bones thing. Take text, copy it from one app, paste it into a text box in another app. And that was one place where you know, I thought the iPad Pro would work, and it utterly failed there. All right, obviously we can't do this radio show on iPad because there is no equivalent of audio hijack to capture audio from multiple sources and mix it in one app. Now, it doesn't mean it can't be done. Apple has sandboxing, which restricts how apps communicate with one another. And Apple could devise a route, a path, and then such an app can come out. And I expect that there are possible developers who would do it. Once that happens, assuming the right audio editing, I would think that certainly the iPad would work with me on the road. In fact, it would be very convenient. I mean, the form factor has appeal, and um, just last night I purchased uh, the, the smart keyboard case for it. And so far, I'm really enjoying it. And I'm enjoying how quickly, you know, I can take this thing from just pure tablet mode and just kind of snap, you know, pull it out, snap this keyboard to it, and you know, suddenly have um, a laptop-like surface for writing, you know, something longer form. So, you know, that itself is really nice. The problem with iPad is purely the software. If this thing ran Mac OS, and I'm not saying it should run Mac OS. I think that would be a terrible idea. But I'm just saying, just hypothetically, if this thing ran uh, Mac OS, something, you know, something a little more potent, then uh, this might be the only machine I would need. 
But as it stands, there are so many odd limitations in iOS, and and part of it is the app availability. You know, the apps I use, like you mentioned, Audio Hijack, that's an app I use. And it's a shame because it would make a perfect iPad app, at least the current version would. But yeah, that's not available. And it's not just that, but it's also, and, and I'm sure there's technical reasons why BB Edit and Audio Hijack and some of these apps aren't available, as well as business reasons. But then there's this stuff, you know, at the fundamental level of iOS, like just certain things, and it's hard to enumerate them because it's it's lots of little stuff that you take for granted on the Mac, and then you go and try to do it on iOS, and it just doesn't work. Um, I mean, that's getting better for sure. You know, you, you know, in iOS 11, you know, you have this dock, you have these multitasking features, uh, the drag and drop functionality is fantastic. I hope a lot of this stuff comes back to the Mac, honestly. Um, I think Apple's doing some pretty exciting stuff here, but, uh, you know, it's, it's surface level stuff. And to me, the, the, all the iPad specific features coming to iOS 11 are the kind of things the iPad probably needed three, four, even five years ago for it to be a compelling product. It's just now catching up, you know, they're just now starting to pay any kind of real attention to it. Um, but it's still way behind where it could be. So do we see like interim updates for iOS 11 or is iOS 12 going to be the magic bullet? Eh, I mean, you know, Apple's gotten a little better about adding uh, features to point releases, but they're still stuck in this annual cycle. So I wouldn't expect anything um, just game changing from like say an iOS 11.3 or, or whatnot. I mean, we're probably gonna have to wait until iOS 12 to really see uh, whatever the next generation of uh, this thing is going to be, which is all the more frustrating because, you know, one year in tech is a really long time. Right, but certainly Microsoft doesn't really understand that. They want to have the same operating system serve different kinds of products, tablets and traditional personal computers. So that's not a solution either. Well, you know, um, you know what to say about Microsoft? It takes them three times to get anything right. And, you know, I haven't used a Surface tablet extensively, but it's one of those things, you know, I always go play with one uh, when I see one in a store. And, you know, the, the first couple of Surfaces felt like jokes to me. But I recently tried out a Surface Pro 4 at, at a store, and I was honestly pretty impressed with it. Um, you know, I mean, it's still, it's still kind, of a, kind of a cluster. It's still kind of a mess. But uh, it works a lot better than it used to. And honestly, if I were not tied to the Apple field, I would probably be taking a very close look at a Surface Pro 4 because you, know, you have a machine that you know, it functions as a tablet and it functions you know, as, as a full-on PC if that's what you need. And it doesn't exactly do, you know, it won't be the tablet an iPad is, and, and it won't be uh, the PC that a Mac or, or a Windows PC is. But, you know, if, if you were to have just one machine, uh, you could probably do a lot worse than a Surface Pro. On and the I other hand, Microsoft terms- doesn't seem to be selling an awful lot of them. Sales were down 26% in the last quarter. We've got more to come with Josh Centers of Tidbits. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. <laughs> Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. 
A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented MyPillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Welcome aboard. Your new science fiction adventure is ready to launch. Discover an amazing journey at galaxyquestbooks.com. Start a new sci-fi adventure with the Guardian series, a classic sci-fi mystery that starts 500 years in the future. From author D. Arthur Gussner. Series available from Barnes & Noble or Amazon as paperback or eBooks. Galaxyquestbooks.com, where the adventure begins. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. 
We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. So this is the argument I keep making about Surface. If it's got such great ideas, why aren't people buying into it? Sales reached a certain point. They remain flat. Now they're down. I can't really tell you for sure. Um, I can share an anecdote, though. My uh, my father-in-law has a, a really old PC. It's like 10 years old. This is going to make you wince, Gene. This, it shouldn't make everyone who's listening wince. It runs Vista. <laughs> it's... His PC runs Vista. Hey, there and are PCs got, that run Windows XP, which is older than Vista. Yeah, actually, now that you mentioned my mom runs one of my old laptops as XP, and it pains me to no end. But anyway, um, so it, it really old. Gotten, it's gotten infected with something. Who knows what? It's it's like one of those ransomware things that talks to you. It, it's really but. He can't run fire, like a new version of Firefox anymore. So anyway, he you know he, he asked me, well, well, you know, Josh, what what all's out there in the computer world now? And I told him about you know, well, you got you still got the desktops, and you got the laptops, and you got the, the Surface Pro, and you got the you got the iPad, and you know, I showed him the Macs and all this. And eventually, he just kind of threw up his hands and he picked the cheapest uh, desktop tower he could find on Amazon. He's like, oh, I'll go with that one. Because for him, you know, he, he prefers, uh, you know, sitting there at the desk. Uh, he doesn't really care for portability. And he doesn't want to spend a lot of money on it. And, you know, I mean, he could if he wanted to, but it's not a priority for him. And so I think you have a lot of people in the Windows world, uh, and this has always kind of been the deal with, with the Windows world, who, you know, they don't fetishize their computers like we Apple people tend to. They're not geeky. They just, you know, they want to check their email and et cetera, et cetera. And they don't want to spend a lot of money doing it. Because uh, this is not not a high priority for them, so I think a lot of people take a look at the Surface, and the Surface isn't cheap. What's it like? It's like seven, eight hundred dollars starts at, and that's not with a keyboard or a, or a stylus or anything. That's just like the bare bones tablet, and it doesn't have a ton of storage, and it, um, you know, the specs aren't really spectacular, you know. And, and then you have another sector, you know. There's a lot of enthusiasts in the Windows world who they enjoy Windows. Because, you know, you can build custom build a PC and really cram a lot of performance into it, whether it's for gaming or virtual reality or just because you like doing that. And the Surface doesn't appeal to that either. So the Surface really would appeal more to the Apple people, which I think is what they're trying to do there. But, they, but the Apple people have so much brand loyalty that they stick to the Apple stuff. You know, and some of them get wooed by the Surfaces. And I've, seen, I've seen mixed results with that. Some are happy with them. Some aren't. And also, I don't think it's helped that the first, I would say at least the first three versions of Surface were very kind of rough around the edges in a lot of ways. And so it, Surface doesn't have as strong a brand as it could have due to the approach Microsoft took. And although I think Microsoft is closer to the merged tablet PC vision that, that Apple is also pursuing just in a very different way, but the way Apple's done it, Apple's always had it so you have a very nice usable tablet and you have a very nice usable desktop or laptop computer. They're coming closer and closer together, but neither one of them has just become a mess in the meantime. 
Well, Microsoft's approach was, okay, we're just going to full blast, we're tablet, PC, one to one operating system for everything. And even technically, Windows 10 is for phones and all this, so that doesn't seem to be really panning out. The result of that, you know, at least initially, especially with Windows 8, was a giant mess. Just a huge, confusing mess. And so I think that hurt the Windows brand. I think that hurt the overall perceptions of that vision. In a technical sense, it was probably the correct choice because they're a lot closer to that merged, that synthesis than Apple is, but at the cost of, you know, shipping crappy products for a few years. Meanwhile, Apple has continued to ship good products, but it has just taken, it's taken them a lot longer to get to that place they're going to end up inevitably, I think, anyway. So that's why, you know, even the iPad now, even with all the problems it has, is, is outselling Surface, and Surface isn't, you know, just setting the market on fire. Well, the other thing here is not that Microsoft is doing it, but you have to think from the standpoint of Lenovo and Dell and HP, Microsoft is playing in their sandbox. Microsoft's supposed to be mm-hmm. doing the operating system, not competing with its own hardware OEMs. It was an extremely gutsy move in Microsoft's part. And whether it's paying off or not, or you know, whether it will in the long run, you know, that's debatable. But you know, I, th- I think it's good Microsoft is setting some kind of standards for its OEMs because it got to the point where PC hardware was just bland and uninspired. And so you know, Microsoft had to really kind of push some wild ideas out there and throw some spaghetti at the wall and show its OEMs, you know, what could be done with their hardware. You know, there's a lot of talk that, you know, the OEMs would walk away from Windows. The problem is they don't really have anywhere to go. Uh, Apple doesn't license the Mac OS. Yeah, I guess they could put Linux on these boxes, but, I mean, that's just never going to fly. It's just never going to fly. Linux on the desktop is a non-entity. I'm sure there's some. you'll probably get some angry email from someone listening who uses Linux. If you do, that's fine. That's great. I, I used to do it. I don't have anything against it. But, you know, market share wise, no one does that. Then the thing is here, a lot of the interfaces for Linux are just like warmed over Windows. Yeah, exactly. Like that. Is it still KDE and GNOME? Are those still the big things? Because, I mean, they're always basically just another version of Windows. And, you know, I think Ubuntu does something a little different, Neely, but, you know, some of these distributions uh, have tried to mix things up a bit. But, I mean, it's, you know, it's just not a good desktop system. And, you know, there's just a lot of stuff, you know, it's better than it used to be, but there's just a lot of stuff, uh, desktop Linux, that doesn't, you know, it just doesn't work for the average person. You know, the, you know, the average person wants to get an app and install it, and and uh, that's, uh, you know, that's how it goes. And, you know, Linux just doesn't offer the software that a lot of people want you know if i if i have a linux machine and you know i say hey i want to get adobe photoshop okay well that is theoretically possible but it's not the, it's not the simple process that it is on windows where you just click the thing and you pay them money and you, you have you have photoshop i don't mean to be bashing linux i mean i think linux does a does a great job in the things it's good at and I, th- I think you know computing is better for, for it having existed but you know my, my point is to get back to my point I've kind of went off in the weeds now. My point is, you know, these OEMs don't really have a choice but to go with Microsoft. You know, they can't spin off their own version of Windows. They can't license Mac OS. Uh, and people in general, you know, the typical user doesn't want Linux. It's it's failed in the marketplace time and time again. So, 
you know, what can they do? Microsoft starts making their own computers. All they can do is either, you know, get on board or make better stuff or uh, they can make cheaper stuff. But I, I don't, in, in terms of threats, uh, I think threat for OEM uh, manufacturers is really more existential than competitive. You know, I don't think uh, the Microsoft Surface uh, laptops and Surface desktops and all this stuff, I don't think that's what's going to put Dell and Lenovo out of business. I think what will put them out of business is people just no longer using PCs at all. We've got more to come with Josh Centers. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. Ted Anderson telling you about Jordan Rubin's Beyond Organic Green-Fed Raw Cheddar Artesian Cheese featuring whole milk created through ancient dairy breeding, unpasteurized, untreated whole milk on the same farm the cows graze, containing natural sources of omega-3s, CLA protein, calcium, probiotics, and enzymes. I have never tasted cheese this good, and you need to try it. Contact your Longevity distributor or call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, hey, try this? Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it, but we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 855-700-2979-855-700-2979-855-700-2979. That's 855-700-2979. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-774-3149 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-774-3149. Again, that's 800-774-3149. 
Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. Your logo is your brand, your reputation. It's your most valuable asset. So what's the best thing to do with it? Give it away. When the experts at 4imprint put your logo on the right promotional products, giving those items away can make a lasting impression, empower your brand, and attract new customers. In fact, we'll prove it by revealing the top three promotional items for driving new customers absolutely free. Simply text the keyword ACT88 to 642642. We don't just print your logo. We're here to help you every step of the way. The 4imprint team can make your logo shine on your choice of thousands of promotional items, all delivered on time at great prices with free art assistance and outstanding customer service that's second to none. Want to turn your logo into profit? Give it away. Discover the top three promotional items for driving new customers absolutely free by texting ACT88 to 642642. That's ACT88 to 642642. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. We continue with Josh Centers of Tidbits. I'm keep wanting to say and, but that other company now is in the hands of Joe Kissel. But you still write books for it. Well, anyway, we're debating here. Yeah. Just, we're discussing the fact with regard to Microsoft Surface, iPad, productivity, that sort of thing. Let us continue with different things going on here. And, of course, you've written books about the Apple TV. There's a new Apple TV operating system for the fourth generation that Apple is testing. Is there anything there that we really care about or need? Yeah, I'm running the beta right now, and uh, there's not much there. <laughs> I'll just be honest with you. Let's see. Uh, there is built-in AirPod support, uh, which is nice, uh, so you won't have to pair your AirPods manually. There's an option where you can switch between light mode and dark mode, uh, depending on the time of day. You know, there's some other little stuff. That's about it. Um, there is an article I wrote for Tidbits, uh, and I'll see if I can find it here. The, the nice thing about the iPad, I can type on it, and it doesn't come through the microphone and bust your eardrums, which is uh, nice. But this is a sad thing. You know, it's there's just not very not much there in tvOS. Uh, you know, there is going to be an Amazon app. That's not tvOS 11 specific. There is going to be a Voodoo app. Again, not OS specific. Okay. Oh, there's also going to be a background app refresh, which uh, probably should have already been there. Right-to-left language support, so I guess if you want to use your Apple TV in Hebrew or Arabic or whatever, uh, that'll be easier. And there's also uh, what they call home screen sync, which I find kind of interesting because basically what it's going to do is uh, it can use iCloud to sync your home screen between multiple Apple TVs, so, which gives me a hint that there probably is a new Apple TV coming, and this is their way of making it relatively easy to transfer your stuff over to it. Now, this is an interesting point in terms of Apple TV, and remains the criticism, the lack of 4K. Every TV you buy now, what, 80%, 90% of the TVs, they're 4K. Even the basic $400 set is 4K. It doesn't maybe offer the enhanced or HDR color reproduction, but it's 4K. But Apple is still not 4K. It's not just that 
the Apple TV is the only box of its kind in the market that doesn't support 4K. It's also the most expensive one. Let's see, Roku 4, I think it is, supports 4K. It, it's about $90. The Fire TV box supports 4K. It's about $100. Uh, let's see, is there anything? Uh, let's see, Chromecast. There's a 4K Chromecast, about $70. And then you have uh, the Apple TV, does not support 4K. It's about three years old now. It's still, it starts at, starts at 150 goes up to about 200 Now, you know, that's not always street price. You can usually get it cheaper, but I mean, that's the basic asking price. And it's, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's, it's totally not competitive. So, yeah, I mean, whatever this new Apple TV does, at the very least, it has to support 4K and HDR video. And I do have a bit of a theory for that. Glenn Fleischman wrote a great article on uh, for Tidbits about um, this new HEVC video encoding um, that's uh, uh, coming to uh, the new operating systems, iOS 11, etc. And he was talking about how uh, it, it can make 4K video a lot smaller and a lot more bandwidth efficient. So it could be that Apple has just been waiting to implement HEVC before they switch to 4K video, and that way they can stream it more efficiently uh, than a lot of places do now. Although Netflix apparently already uses HEVC, so that's the, some clues are coming together that we're about to we're about to finally see a 4K Apple TV. Uh, now, what else might be included on that? I'm not really sure. Um, Apple is being cagey about a lot of things uh, regarding HomePods and Apple TV and AirPlay 2. So I'm kind of hopeful this Apple TV will be uh, somewhat interesting, and it won't just be like moving from the Apple TV 2 to the Apple TV 3 where it's the same box, just uh, different, uh, you know, just a better resolution. I'm hoping that, you know, they're really thoughts and put things through. Now, I have a third-generation Apple TV, and just a week or so ago, I found a movie I'd like to see, 99 cents for the rental. So I take advantage of the 99-cent rentals. I take advantage of Netflix. That's why I use an Apple TV for. Now, other than iTunes Store, Netflix I can get in different devices. My TV set does Netflix. My DVD does Netflix. So I'm not locked into Apple TV as far as that's concerned. But is there a point here where my third-generation Apple TV is ready to be thrown out? I mean... It served me well. I had to replace the remote, which died. And I think I got that from eBay, somebody eBay, $19 or something like that. And that's it. So this will keep going for me for a while until I'm in a 4K mode? Yeah, we have a lot of tidbits readers who still use the Apple TV third generation. And, and I get a question every time I write about the Apple TV is, is this going to come to Apple TV? The, my, my Apple TV is this going to come to the third generation Apple TV? The answer to that is no. <laughs> you know, I mean, I suppose it could be possible. You know, the Amazon app comes to the third gen Apple TV. I don't think that'll happen. It's still technically supported by Apple, but I don't think they're putting any resources into it. But my advice would be, you know, if you're using it and it's working and it's doing the stuff you need it to do, there's no reason to replace it. You know, keep on using it uh, until it stops. I mean, at some point, it will stop working. There will be some kind of cloud service. Like, I think this has already happened with YouTube. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they fixed this. But, you know, um, 
something's going to change on the server end and your aging Apple T- third generation Apple TV client for that service is no longer going to work. You know, and that day comes, you know, you can make a decision. But yeah, I mean, if you have a totally working TV box that does the stuff you need, there's no reason to upgrade. I mean, you know, the fourth gen Apple TV has a lot of niceties, uh, you know, a lot of neat apps, stuff like that. But fundamentally, people buy these boxes um, because they want to play iTunes content on their TV and they want to watch Netflix and Hulu and, you know, these sort of streaming services. You know, people just don't seem to get really into the App Store as a rule and you know and, and for probably most things people want to do and this is probably the biggest threat to these boxes including the, the fourth gen apple tv is that you know as you said most tvs are 4k but also most tvs you buy even the cheap ones are uh what you call smart tvs and it has all the apps most people want built right in um i think that's the real threat to the apple tv because if you you buy a tv you bring it home it has a netflix button right on the remote you don't have to fumble changing inputs or anything else you just hit you hit netflix and you're you're in netflix uh you know why bother with the apple tv and for a lot of people there's no reason to well if you're using itunes as a possible source for content of course there's a reason for that but if i didn't rent from itunes i could use pay-per-view from my satellite provider from dish network so there you go there are streaming services that compete with itunes in terms of that so if you're not locked into you know generating videos from your mac or something like that yeah there is a question mark about the value of a apple tv unless these apps make sense but as you point out it doesn't seem as if there's a big a big deal about that. Yeah, well, and uh, there was a story recently um, saying that iTunes uh, rentals are losing market share. And I can't help but wonder if it's because, you know, you go to the store, you buy a smart TV, you know, it has an Amazon app in it. It doesn't have an, an iTunes app, but it has an Amazon app, almost guaranteed. And you go, you know, oh, I know Amazon, you know, I have an Amazon account. You go on the Amazon app, there's a movie for rental. And not only is the movie for rental, it's the same price or, or cheaper than iTunes. And not only is it cheaper, but you, it probably has a longer rental period. You know, iTunes is only like 24 hours at most. Got more to come with Josh Centers. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Now Live. <laughs> for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. 
First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. If you had purchased $100 of Bitcoin in 2010, today you'd have $2,600,000. While that sinks in, you now have a huge cryptocurrency opportunity at below market price at a guaranteed 10 cents per coin. ProCoin, a coin publicly traded on the open market, easily converted to cash, available in 60 countries, and ProCoin is the only cryptocurrency offering coin-back rewards for consumers and merchants. Take action by August 31st at ProCoinCurrency.net. That's ProCoinCurrency.net. Deadline for 10 cent guarantee is August 31st. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. If you're 85 or younger, would you like peace of mind and comfort for your family? We're Final Expense Direct with an urgent message for you. The average funeral today costs over $8,000, but the most you'll get from government benefits is $255. How will your family pay the difference? We can help. Our senior plans start as low as just a dollar a day and pay up to $30,000 for a funeral and other final expenses. Peace of mind is easy. There's no medical exam. You'll have lifetime coverage, and your plan can't be canceled as long as you pay your premiums. Call now for free information about our senior plans. Answer a few simple questions and receive approval right on the phone. Plus, call right now and we'll give you a discount prescription card for free. Call 800-557-0158. That's 800-557-0158. Again, 800-557-0158. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. Now, just a clarification about the rental period. 
I think it's 30 days for iTunes, except once you start watching the movie, you have 24 hours to finish it. That, I think, is probably universal. There's a lot of rentals on the Amazon store that are 48 hours or even longer. There's a lot of newer ones are 24 hours, but there's a lot of... I've had a lot of 48-hour rentals. And, you know, if you're the kind of person... You know, especially if you have kids, you know, it's it can be very difficult to watch an entire movie in one sitting. Uh, so, you know, having a full weekend to finish a movie uh, is something a lot of families need. But I don't think that's the main reason people switch. But I think, you know, you, you get the TV, you bring it home, it has an Amazon button on their remote. You hit the Amazon button, oh, hey, there's a movie to rent. You don't even think about doing it from iTunes. And why would you rent the movie from iTunes? Because, I mean, you got to go through all the trouble. If you don't have your Apple TV box, you know, you got to do stuff with iTunes and all this and find some way to get on the TV. And meanwhile, Amazon's offering a service. It's just right there in the TV. Uh, every smart TV you ever used has an Amazon app where you can rent and uh, buy and access your prime video content. So it, it's no wonder that uh, iTunes appears to be losing its share of, of video rentals because it's not ubiquitous anymore. You know, one time iTunes video was about as ubiquitous as any of these things got, but now, I mean, you practically get an Amazon video app and a box of cereal. So, I mean... Uh, which cereal? Cheerios, probably. <laughs> yeah, On we, the other hand, Amazon will sell you the cereal. Yes. <laughs> they will give you the box for four easy payments of $30, and then they will uh, sell you a subscription to the cereal. Okay, well, they're all learning different techniques. So I understand what you're saying here, that the advantage of iTunes is not there like it used to be, but maybe what Apple should be doing is offering a subset of iTunes for other platforms. There is an iTunes for Windows, for example. Of course, it's designed to sell hardware. But iTunes just for maybe video rentals or Apple Music or something like that. Yeah, I think that would be smart. And it, it would have been smart for them to do, oh, I don't know, two or three years ago, maybe a little further back at this point. I mean, they're kind of stuck in a weird position because, you know, Amazon is everywhere. It's so ubiquitous. You know, and every TV has Amazon services built into it. How does iTunes catch up with that? Uh, I don't know. And also, Apple also does not like doing, you know, the whole thing where they just put their software in someone else's hardware. And let's be honest, most of the smart TV software is crap. And most of the hardware, at least the computer side of the hardware, is crap. I won't go into a big rant about my Sony Android TV right now. Nice TV, terrible software, terrible processor, uh, nice screen. <laughs> you know, I think uh, the other Gene, Gene Munster, who, uh, you know, used to famously ask about an Apple TV set at every Apple investor call, I think they should have listened to him. I think they should have made it. You know, TV sets are not the greatest market, but I think Apple could have pulled off a TV set in a way that no one else can. But now I think uh, that ship's kind of sailing. But I think I think a lot of people just crave the kind of thing where you just you, you buy the thing. You don't have to think much about it. You, you buy the TV. You take it home. You set it up. The screen looks nice. You don't have to fiddle with it. The apps work because most of these smart TVs are terrible. They're slow. They're hard to use. You know, Android TV is just terrible. I mean, if you ever think the Apple TV is bad, try Android TV for a bit. It will really open your eyes on this stuff. There's a huge opportunity for Apple here, but I just I don't don't think that's their interest. Uh, you know, Tim Cook, you know, he wants to push tablets and, and health monitoring. I can see Tim Cook's Apple making an EKG machine before they make a, a TV set. 
So, you know, I just don't think they're going to do that. I, I don't really know what uh, the best course for Apple, you know, to take there is. I think they're going to try to stick to these boxes, but I think the days of sticking a box to your TV are numbered. I mean, when you can put the smarts right inside the TV set itself, you know, why have the extra box? Why have the wires? Why have the complication? Why have to change inputs? You know, the future is you pick up the remote, there's a button, cable button. Okay, now you can watch your cable. Okay, there's a, there's a Netflix button. You watch your Netflix. There's your Amazon button. You watch Amazon. There's all this, you know, switch between things and learning five different interfaces for one device. No, it's just it's going to be all in one thing. And maybe Apple will make a TV set. Maybe that's part of the HomePod thing. I don't know. Maybe that's what they'll announce in the fall. I sure hope it is because, uh, you know, I think that's really where they need to go to uh, have any kind of real success here going forward. Well, this may be the real reason why Apple has really not done something really big in the TV space. They see it as being commoditized. Well, you know, uh, I mean, tablets are commoditized. Laptops and PCs are commoditized. They're in those businesses. They're in that business with special operating systems with special features and integration across an entire ecosystem. Does the Apple TV fit there? I mean, because basically what we're talking about here, the problem with TV is, is a lack of integration. You learn how to use how to you know mess the TV, then you learn how to use a cable box, then you learn how to use your Roku or your Apple TV or whatever's hooked up to it, you know. And then oh, you got to figure out how to set up the speakers. You have a system here where you plug in a TV, you go through a set the little setup wizard, or maybe you just touch your iPhone to it, and uh, your TV's set up and everything looks good. You don't have to fool with it. I think people would pay for that. You know, a TV you don't have to plug anything into. Everything works great. You know, and it looks good, and you don't have to look at, you know, 12 dozen different, you know, various shades of black TV on the market, you know, or go to the Best Buy and, you know, look at all the ones on the wall and all of the blown-out demos and stuff. You just go by the, by the Apple TV, the actual Apple TV display. Hey, maybe that's the idea. Maybe, maybe they're going to make an Apple TV. Maybe it's going to be an all-in-one thing, and maybe it's also going to be a monitor. And maybe that's what you hook uh, this new Mac Pro up to, is, is you just get your Apple display, you get your Apple TV, you can use it in your living room, or hey, you bring it in your office, hook your, uh, your Mac Mini or your uh, Mac Pro up to. That would make sense to me, but uh, you know, who, who knows what's going on in Apple. Well, the thing here to consider also with regard to Apple TV, maybe Apple makes deals with the cable and satellite companies to provide better integration. I mean, they want to do everything themselves, and there used to be, although it's obviously going to disappear with the current administration, a requirement that they open up for the sale of third-party set-top boxes. That's gone away because they're going to kill that regulation before it even gets finalized. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I know the whole thing between uh, Apple and, and the various TV providers is really... Uh, sore subject in some circles. I mean, you would think a business like Comcast would see the value in making their stuff uh, available purely through software. But, you know, here's an example for you. So, anyway, Comcast is terrible. I'll end on that note. <laughs> I'll end with the simple truth. <laughs> the simple truth about Comcast. They're not going to carry this show on their network. No, I'm, they haven't said anything to me. Oh, well. Josh Centers, where do we find more of your stuff? Uh, my articles are on tidbits.com, my books on takecontrolbooks.com, and my various uh, rantings and ravings on Twitter at jcenters. And by the way, his tweets 
are not like the other guy's tweets. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter. Look for Tech Night Owl. You can find me on Facebook. Look for Gene Steinberg, the guy in the red plaid shirt. More than likely, he's me. We've got a second radio show about UFOs and things that go bump in the night. And our guest this week is documentary producer Ron James, who does lots of stuff about UFOs, paranormal, ghosts, and stuff like that. His studio is all Mac, except he gave up on Final Cut Pro 10 and went to Adobe Premiere. But he's still a Mac kind of guy. Check out the Paracast at Paracast.com. That's Paracast.com. Don't forget to also check out the best way to support this radio show. And that's to become a member of Tech Night Owl Plus. That's plus.technightowl.com, P-L-U-S.technightowl.com. We're pleased to offer you the commercial-free version of this show, better quality audio, all that good stuff. So even when Josh Centers is on his AirPods and his iPad, he sounds his best. To learn more how to sign up, go to plus.technightowl.com. Once again, that's plus.technightowl.com. For Tech Night Owl Plus. Josh Centers, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Owl Live. Thanks for having me, Gene. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.